0: Today we bring you a delightful conversation with the leads from Minneapolis Forest Fems. These experienced all-weather women join us to discuss the key to mastering winter wear. If you've struggled with what to wear and when to wear it in the outdoors, this podcast is for you. Coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota, a conversation about the great and sometimes not so great outdoors. I'm your host, Jody Gruen, and we do this for fun. We've got quite a few people around the table, um, and we've got a lot to discuss today, so why don't we uh, first just kind of do introductions, everyone introduce themselves, and we'll go from there.
1: Okay. I'm Wendy Dallas, and I work as a wellness coach um, part-time and a special ed teacher the other part, and am always thankful for the opportunity to get out and run no matter what the weather's like.
2: Um, I'm Nicole Brush and I um, work as a health para full-time in, um, in an elementary school and I love being outside and so I um, tend to do more of the hikes with Forest Femmes but I um, also love to run so grateful to be a part.
3: My name is Caroline Scorpage. I have a few different career paths, was a teacher. I work for Delta and I also have taught fitness classes of all sorts for A lot of years, if I told you how many, then you'd know how old I am. (laughs) I started doing a run streak over three years ago, so I'm at about 1,200 days of running at least a mile outside every day. Sometimes it's exactly a mile, sometimes it's maybe five, sometimes it's been ten. But it's only because I know what to wear.
0: Wait, that's like three years, over three years.
3: Over three years. It was going to be every day running. It was going to be three months from September through the New Year's. We were trying to encourage people to do 100 days of running. Yeah. And then I just kept going. And then now I can't stop.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I'm Lisa Terrell, and I'm the organizer of Forest Femmes Minneapolis. I also am their sales rep for Icebug, Uh, but I guess just looking at these ladies, realize that I don't really believe in self-discipline. I believe in having really good friends that help me create good habits, and they get me outside when I don't want to be out there. (laughs) And so, and they also, I I usually do want to, because we have a lot of laughs and a lot of fun, so.
0: Yeah. And we were talking when I arrived that you all just get together and run and hang out and... Like, not just doing forest fums.
4: No, we run all the time. We're yeah, running during yeah. the week together. Forest fums is a small part of us spending time together. We, But when we spend time together, we're active. We are we run probably 90% of the time we spend together. And another 5% is maybe a hike. And another 5% is maybe looking at each other and eating. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not very Feeling. often. We're usually we not eat. looking at each other's faces. We're usually huffing and puffing um, on roads somewhere or trails. So. Okay. Or, yeah. or sometimes it's some crazy
3: project like... I needed help uh, gathering snakes out of my lawn. Wendy, <laughs> Wendy shows up because she will handle snakes. The rest of us will
4: not. I was in the house screaming. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, anyway, so yeah, we do it. We support each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: We're really about, oh, crazy, the craziest. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, um,
0: oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah. So winter is a time <clears throat> that seems like it can be either you're, people seem like they say I'm a winter person or I'm not. Do you think that that's true or is there another way to approach this?
3: Well, we live in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. so there's really only one way to approach it. Mm -hmm. You are a winter person, otherwise you better not live here. Yeah,
1: I think that (laughs) is so well said, Caroline. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's about having the right clothes. Yes.
3: I'm a cyclist Mm -hmm. as well, and the cyclists will always say, you know, there's no well, I bet most outdoor people have that saying. There's no bad weather, only poor clothing choices. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Okay. <clears throat> I am, I'm Abby Robita. I am a trail lead with Forest Femmes Minneapolis, and I am a director of business operations, which I say is a fancy title for marketing IT, at a local nonprofit named Reach for Resources. All right.
3: And she is our fabulous super photographer.
5: Yeah,
3: those I beautiful. love
5: taking nature photos and okay. I love being on the trail and taking pictures of people. And probably she, one of my favorite
4: things. At 30 degrees, I guess, what do you guys um, Wendy, I think we agreed that you'd start with the 30. You want to talk about what you wear? Yeah, at thirty So price?
1: when I think of um, any temperature I tend to add 20 degrees to what the feels like temperature is and then I think about, well how am I going to dress for that given temperature? So if, if it's 30 degrees, I'm dressing for 50 degrees. And that seems to be a rule of thumb that works well for me. And so then it's always about the layering and the flexibility of that. Having the um, base layer being um, tighter fitting and maybe like a marina wall or something that is highly wicking, pulls the moisture away from the body is my starting point. And then um, with 30 degrees, I'd be I'd probably have like a light shell over a wicking layer and maybe like a head, you know, headband versus a full hat. Um I don't start wearing like shorts until it's about 40 degrees. So then it would be a single layer of leggings and Um, I
3: like, I like your face right now when you stop 40 degrees and you're like, what? Shorts? (laughs) Shorts?
1: Yeah, because think, that feels Mm -hmm. like about 60 real fast. And Mm -hmm. the key is to not, not start sweating too Mm -hmm. soon, especially as it gets colder. Like my general mistake is I'm so afraid of being cold that it's easy to put on too much. And then, that's the beginner mistake. And then yeah, that's the exactly dress. what
4: happens. Yeah,
1: the You're dress. cold. <laughs> and I would go with more, for me,
3: 50 degrees and the shorts. Yes. But I I also, <laughs> is, yep. is the sun out? I mean, is the sun mm. out and is oh, it cold? That and the wind? If the sun yeah. is out and there's no wind, then you can kind of modify. But
4: I love my caprice.
5: Mm-hmm. I
3: think
4: we can publish a chart too if you want it yeah. I'm share a, like a, like a visual with you. It might yeah. be helpful. But I think Wendy's equation of adding 20 yeah. is super useful and really hard for people to wrap their head around. But once they experience it, they believe it. Um, I think one thing too you said is that you – so she talked about two layers on top. She talked about the base merino, um, that that's going to wick the moisture away from the body. Because you're going to sweat. It's not that you're going to stop sweating. You're going to sweat, but you want to get it to evaporate and pull away from the body. Mm-hmm. Um, And then she mentioned a shell, and that's to keep the wind out. And so there's just a layering system
1: to keep in mind
4: um, that most of us use.
1: Yeah, and you don't want the shell to be something that um, you create your own, like, (laughs) Ecosystem <laughs> where no. the moisture can't go anywhere yeah. but come back to you, yeah. and so there's definitely um, types of jackets that would be better than others, and uh, you know, to allow that moisture. So you just to don't escape. go and
0: buy any windbreaker and no. throw that on no. top of it. You need a specific no. fabric. Did right. that learn yeah. the hard
1: way?
4: Okay. All the all the Europeans are very big into year year round, and mm-hmm. it's something that Americans have a hard time wrapping their head around because they immediately think wool is itchy. But if you buy Moreno, it is the softest of all the fibers. And it's um, also the most moisture wicking If you keep sweat off your body, you'll feel cool in the summer. And if you keep sweat off your body in the winter, you will feel, you know, just perfectly regulated. Mm-hmm. So if you feel it,
0: it feels... Oh, yeah, yeah. And I have some smart wool.
4: Smart wool's is amazing.
0: Very, but it feels much thicker than that. Yeah, this
4: yeah. is for different. That would be, oh, you know, that'd be that'd for, be for winter. Yeah, yeah. for a different climate. Okay. That's a summer shirt. Okay. It's Aclima
0: yeah. Okay. All right. Short sleeve shirts in winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, wear With it as underneath. On, as a base layer. Yeah. And why would you choose short sleeve and not a long sleeve? Because then I'm going to put a long sleeve over it. Okay, this is my, for your actual,
4: for your my
3: actual cheat is that I don't have to do as much laundry then because this one might get sweaty. Okay, <laughs> I don't have to wash
1: that other stuff. <laughs> I'll
0: uh, just wash the Okay, base. Yeah. all right.
1: I've never done short sleeve under. Like what I wore today is a merino wool um, long sleeve base, and it's by the CEP Compression. And... Uh, so I really like the, you know, how that fits. And I don't know, like, well, I, I tend to wear a vest. And so if I don't have a little bit more on my arms, then I regret it. Um, but yeah, the Marina wool base for sure.
0: Okay. And then do you wear a vest at the 30 degree mark as well? Or is there no vest?
1: So at the 30 degree mark, I would wear uh, a breathing jacket. Okay. I tend to add my vest on top of that as when it starts to get pretty cold. And my vest is um, a Swix vest that covers the bum and is like tighter fitting, um, has a hood. And so it adds that... Um, basic layer of warmth on top of a jacket. So, is it, it
0: important yeah. to Lampets. have something that covers the bum? The yeah, I, okay. Mine is okay? Because I wonder, because you know, you oh. see really short jackets and then you see those longer ones, and then I'm never 100% sure on that.
1: Maybe it's because I have a flat nothingness, <laughs> <small>. <laughs> but it's. That, it gets it's, cold.
2: Oh,
0: yeah, it does.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but that's something I added a certain temp. Like, I oh. I have, like, a, a, a fleece line, like, skirt. Like, it's just a skirt that I put over my tights. And at a certain temperature, like, usually 15 or lower, that's when I add that because I'll get cold. Yeah. And it just is it just enough to kind of. Um, yeah, so that,
1: cold. I agree. Yeah. It's um, cover the bum at. Some of the lower temperatures mm-hmm. below 30. Yep. That yeah. makes a difference. It's funny
0: too. Well, for me, observing the super outdoors people, the skirts, I always thought were just like a signal of like, I'm fe- I'm female. I'm feminine. I didn't really no. understand because, that. I, I, really ser- I bought really one, nice. but I've never <laughs> worn it. Yeah, they are. They're
4: cute. They're yeah, cute, they, but they, they actually are, do serve I, I, up. I, yeah, yeah. I like that when it's really cold out because I run hot, but
2: I, yeah. And there's nothing but like I literally can just pull it up over my tights, and then as we're done with the run. I just pull it off.
3: Like uh-huh. it's, there's yeah. And like what Lisa just said about running hot, that's the other thing is you'll get to figure out okay, well, what are you because
4: you might be different. Yes, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a little bit different. And I don't wear mittens until it's like zero. <laughs> and you mean you have? I have hot warm little hands. On my hands. hands. I run like She's a weird. hot little engine. and I got hot hands, and like I don't need mittens until it's like. But
2: I have different grade
4: mittens. Yeah. So we have all different yep. uh,
2: bodies. Like you at 30, I'm wearing the washable gloves. Mm-hmm. Like because the stretch. The stretchy stretchy ones. Because they're also good. They can wash so you can use them for yeah, there's no mittens. <laughs> and plus you've got to decide, like, are you going to be
3: out for a walk run today? You're going to mm-hmm. wear more clothes. Are you going to yeah. be running with a group that's going to be going harder and doing some hills? And are you going to be a little more taxed? You're probably going to mm-hmm. literally be hotter, so you're not going to wear as much. Or do you know you're going to be with a group that's maybe, you know, more of a social outing than I would wear?
1: (laughs) What's the level of intensity? Um, That dictates it for sure. mm -hmm. Yeah, so
3: even if you go to a marathon and look around at the people, what they wear, I was at the Madison one a few months ago. It was cold, 30, maybe 25 degrees at the very start. And there are people in this little T-shirt, the little tiny singlets Mm -hmm. and shorts. And there are people that look like they are going to be dressed for the tundra and they're
4: out (laughs) running the marathon Uh and that's just they do it their own way i do think when you look at a marathon though when you see the start they're wearing a lot less clothes and then as it goes down into the slower paces they have more clothing on and i don't know or less i Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's about i'm just saying it's something an observation when you see the twin cities marathon start up in october when it used to be 30 degrees at the start the people in the start are wearing underwear and a tank top you know Mm -hmm. and they're out there less. They're not out there mm-hmm. as long. Yeah. But also I think they're a little more educated too on what they're. Or how they run. Because the people at the end are way overdressed and they're in pants and they're sweating at the end. And yeah. yeah.
2: But you can also like, I can't run trails because I have a vision issue. So, but I love to run. So before we go for us like on a Saturday with forest Femmes, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead of time and run the roads around where we're going to hike or run whatever. Um, but if you're dressed right, I can go from running, then with the group, and switch into the hike mode. With mm-hmm. So like if you're dressed appropriately, and a lot of it is, the like I have, when it gets really cold, I've got a base layer of wool, long underwear that I wear over my tights, and the wool, like if you have the right clothing, you can go from an intense workout to a not so intense workout and still stay warm. Yep, yep, that's mostly well so. Cause then you just put a bigger jacket on then for your I hike. I put a warmer jacket, on. yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to necessarily change all my clothes out in between the run and the hike. Mm-hmm. So,
0: okay, back to the 30 degrees. What about, so if we're talking about, think mm-hmm. about it as 50 or 60 degrees. So, you're not pulling wool socks or something then at that point? Oh, you're just I like wearing wool like regular socks, run. Year round. You wear wool socks year round. Okay. Well, just because they're great on my feet. Yeah. But I don't, how
3: high are they? Short wool socks? <laughs> are they going to cover my ankles?
2: Yeah. Uh, ankle <laughs> I think stay warm.
0: Because I, you know, feet, I think are just, you know, feet get cold. And I think that, you know, when as a, as a person who just sort of grew up as a kid just going outside and playing outside and stuff, it was always just like, throw on a pair of wool socks, no matter what the temperature, no matter what the activity. And I think a lot of us have just taken the lack of knowledge from when we were little kids and just embrace that and do that now as mm-hmm. well. So I feel like socks are such a it's a it's a piece that I'm curious about. It's key, key. It's key, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. And and people don't want to spend a lot of money on them. And if you buy the right socks, you'll have them for your entire life, and they will keep your feet warm. If you buy cheap socks that have synthetics in it, your feet the the, the sweat is going to sit there, and your feet are going to get cold. So it's so important that you buy merino wool socks. Okay rainable is the answer.
0: And thin the thin are there's fine. different
4: there's different um, thicknesses so you can either have a thin one like for running you can it depends on the temperature then like what Caroline was saying the intensity of it um, but like last night I was standing on the solemn chorus doing gatekeeping and it was five degrees with wind. And I had a super thick merino wool sock on and a pair of boots, and I was out there for hours, and I was warm. You know, mm. I mean, but I wasn't moving. So the, 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 the if you're not moving a lot, you want a thicker sock. Okay. You know, okay. there's an inverse relationship, I do believe. Yes. Well, yeah, and so
1: just like the base layer for the body. Yes, there's a base layer. Merino wool um, travels through whatever season you're in. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the same thing for the socks. And mm-hmm. so, again, it's wicking away. It's reducing your chances of blisters and all kinds of mm-hmm. nastiness. Um, so that makes a difference, whether mm-hmm. it's on your body or your feet.
0: So really you can create a wardrobe based upon the season and the activity. So you know exactly what you wear this season, this temperature.
4: Mm-hmm. You, know, like your you socks, base it on the your, temperature and your okay. activity.
3: Are we okay. talking about our shoes yet? because the shoes to me is the deal breaker. That's the only reason that I used to not like winter running because we had so much that ice I and I couldn't mm-hmm. yeah. we, I couldn't run mm. because there was so much ice some years. And I was kind of sad because I but felt also like- the, the shoes are warm, like
2: the yeah. Gore-Tex and they yeah, the dry. And they, yeah. I used to duct tape my shoes. I used to duct tape them to keep the wa- um, water
4: out. So instead of having Gore-Tex, we would runners duct tape them. They put duct tape outside to keep the snow out. Because they're so ventilated and mm-hmm. i oh. like, We've been running that long together.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> And so literally
3: I used to have my shoes duct tape, then yeah. I used to have those. You mean third. like the
0: bottoms? No, 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 the, the tops. Oh, just oh, the, tops. the
4: tops. Yeah, okay. because All we right. just got six inches of snow when we went for a run, so we put duct tape over the top. And then those goofy right. little spring things that you try underneath your
3: coils. shoes. Yes. Coils. Yes.
4: I mean, that's, some of the other ones are
3: good, but the game changer is the shoes with the studs, so... No, we're all excited when there's snow and ice.
0: Oh, time you get to the throw out the studded mm-hmm. shoes. So can you tell listeners what a studded shoe is like, what it feels like on your feet? I think of like, like a soccer shoe or a track shoe where it's just you know metal and hard and uncomfortable.
4: Mm-hmm. And those are fixed, those are fixed spikes okay. on a track shoe. That's a fixed spike. Okay. These are not that way. The covers you put on are fixed, so they're not stable on concrete, right? But these are dynamic studs, so they move in and out of the sole um, by your body weight. So it's just enough; it's just enough traction um, to go on all different surfaces. So you can run on asphalt, you can run on concrete, or walk,
5: and you with can run the ice same
4: and shoe. snow with the same shoe. You just can't wear them on wood floors. So you know?
5: well,
4: they're like little think of like little dimples, Stubbs, little yeah. pointy dimples. But the shoes,
3: the actual thing that they're mounted on the what you would call like a stud in a soccer shoe. Cause my kids played soccer. Imagine that then they have some little pointy things on them, but those studs move. They're more flexible than like a soccer shoe. I feel like.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause whether we were adding something to our shoe, like the yak tracks or whatever we were doing in the day, you almost felt, you felt very unstable. Mm-hmm. Um And that's when my IT band would start yelling at me. I mean, it was just for me, it wasn't about the cold keeping me inside in the winter. It was, am I going to crack my head open? Mm-hmm. Mm. And it never felt safe where you, with the shoes where you'd have to add something because of that stability piece or they'd fall off or you'd be switching surfaces. Like, okay, I'm running on pavement. Now I'm running on ice. And those didn't transition from. Um, different surfaces well whereas with the ice bugs and the the rubbery sole um, in combination with the carbine studs that transitions and just like you said how it kind of moves in and moves out it doesn't really matter whether it's a light coat of snow on top of hiding ice or pavement or whatever Um, it transitions beautifully and I feel stable that whole time.
3: I literally, you used to wear wrist guards. People would laugh at me, but you know, like rollerblade wrist guards. Yeah. I would wear them on icy days 10 years ago, eight years ago, five years ago, because we had friends who fell and broke their wrists. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can't be out of commission. I can't break a wrist. So I would run with wrist guards on. So if I fell, I would be able to like slide and not break a wrist. Well, I haven't fallen. I've fallen once in the past maybe three years and that was on pure glare ice and because i did a funny weird stop because of traffic and you've been running every single day for three years yeah and i so, fell down mm, once and that's it was, amazing and it was because of a weird traffic situation more than anything and it was glare wet ice so I but you can
2: feel as you go down like you can feel it almost yeah. absorb like the whatever you're at like mm-hmm. the ice like it it truly yeah it's a game changer Mm-hmm. Like I used to change my gait, and then my hip would bother me. Oh yeah, right. And I don't change my gait now because it's it's natural. Yeah, yeah, it's a very natural. And I, you know, I wear the new run summer without the studs, and then winter with the studs. Mm-hmm. And I. So you can have your same shoe, run, mm-hmm. which is nice. yeah. You can wear the same shoe that you like year round with studs for winter and without um, spring summer.
0: Would these be a good shoe for people that do have mobility and stability issues? Oh, like sure. maybe older people who mm-hmm. want to still get outside in the wintertime who might be afraid? <laughs> well, let's As see. It's a o'clock. See, Abby, you
4: told her not to
2: ring the doorbell. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> we'll keep that in. She having come <laughs> <them> in quietly. <laughs> That's
0: hilarious.
2: <laughs> That's about my, I can't figure well, out Well, like I my, found my dad, for instance, um, he was a runner, can't any longer, but he, it's very important to him that he gets a two to three hour walk in every yeah. day and he's in his eighties. And so yes, he last year for Christmas, but on yeah. the ice bugs, Yeah, he was, um, so, so grateful Yeah, because he can now
0: go out and yeah, and <laughs> confidently walk and yeah. not be worried. Cause I know that's yeah. what I, when I talk to older people that, it, I mean, they're, it seems like they're stuck at home in the winter yeah. because of that fear of falling. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Both my parents are active and it was, it's scary thinking about them being outside and falling. Cause we know that that is a game changer. What? 30% of people who break a bone, you know, those that are 60 and older are dead in a year and so they have ice bug boots and shoes and i just i feel so much better knowing that they have that and and they feel um more confident to get outside and be active and
0: i don't think many people know that these types of items even exist i think they just assume Mm -hmm. like they're going to have to throw on, like, yak tracks or something like that. And that doesn't feel comfortable, like, and then having to bend down and put yeah. that kind of stuff and the dex- on. And here. the dexterity so could do of it. Yeah. The boots, too. I yeah. like the boots. Yeah. My
3: go-to cross-country ski race. Well, I can't ski, but I can run around with my, you know, studded boots or shoes and, you know, get to watch it.
4: Yeah. And not freeze. Yeah. And, like, the, so the Metro 2, that is the boot for people who are looking to um, – dog walk. My dad wears it and he doesn't even zip it up. He leaves it down. He's had it for 10 years and he just gets the mail on his sloped driveway that he just walked up. And that keeps him from breaking hips. He's 81 years old. Okay. And so he wears the Metro 2 and he, and the shoe is really well made. He's had it for, you know, a decade. It's cute. Um, oh. And it's,
2: My mom has the Metro 2. Yeah. So this
4: is the most popular selling shoe of Icebug is the okay. Metro 2. And um, yeah, it has carbide studs in the bottom and lightly insulated and it's really easy for most people, you know, to put on, mm-hmm. um, they just zip it on. So mm-hmm.
0: okay. where would someone purchase, um,
4: ice that? go to icebug.com and you, there's a web shop, but there's also, I recommend people should try the shoes on. Um, I think that that's the best way because they, all of the lasts are different. So just because you tried one IceBug on doesn't mean the other ones are going to fit you. Um, and so there's dealer locators and there's about 16 shops in the twin cities, um many in the midwest and just i would definitely buy from a a dealer dealer. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) or join us at forest fems so you can take a look at them (laughs) (laughs) um okay so we talked about 30 degrees 15 so again is it sunny is it windy
3: are you uh you know do you run a little colder or a little hotter once it gets under that 20 degree mark it's you're going to probably get chillier and you're going to want to make sure those hands are taken care of and your feet. And if you don't have the good shoes, that's when your feet are going to start to get really cold fast. So they can't be your normal like, summer ventilated running shoes or your feet are just mm-hmm. going to freeze. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want duct tape, make sure you got Gore-Tex and have those wool, wool socks.
1: Yeah. And making sure that you're Shoes have enough room in the toe box um, Mm. because you need that air circulating around to help keep the toes warm. So like I like the Pytho 6s a lot. I feel tough. (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, look out. I can conquer whatever. But when she, I you guys, well, that, that color is not going to miss she you. Uh, uh, sure. uh, uh, uh. She doesn't swear. Caroline will put her. I will. Caroline and Lisa will swear for her. And, um, they have a little bit wider toe box, but not so wide that you're sloshing around in it. Cause I have narrow feet, but that, the wider toe box just gives that space for the air to mm-hmm. circulate and keep my wimpy toes um, warm. So I, I really like that aspect of the Pythos. And this is another
0: Icebug shoe. Yeah, it's, it yeah. is. And that's yeah. the
4: most aggressive shoe that Icebug makes. It's specifically made for trail. I know Abby, you like that one. Abby wears it and Wendy wear it in the summer and winter. Um, and they have unstudded for summer. But that's the most, studded-wise, that's the most aggressive run shoe that Icebug makes is the Pythos. And six. you know the
1: unstudded ones... Um, the rubber sole seems to grip it's nicely in a way that there's, um, it's kind of, it's helpful when the weather's transitioning and you're not quite sure what to do. Like when we ran at the river bottoms out of Mandota. You didn't have in your head like it's going to be icy here today, and then there were patches of mm-hmm. iciness. And so I'll, um, I know I wore my unstudded ones that day, and I'm like, oh crap! I wish I had the studs, but I it felt like um, that particular shoe um, like almost suction. Like it, it's it, the it RB, it's the RB9X
4: um, rubber that they put on their summer oh, shoes, yeah. and so that rubber I think it's made specifically for their Scandinavian. In Sweden, they have a, a more of a wet environment on wet rock, mm-hmm. and so it's made for that type of a surface, and it's very grippy and sticky. And so it's um, a good sh- – the, the summer shoes are meant for slipping as well. Yeah. It has mm-hmm. good traction on it. Plus mm-hmm. it sounds cool, RB9X.
1: <laughs> sounds, like, it sounds like a Star
3: Wars
0: robot. It really does.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I noticed it. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that they're like um, a medium lift – so you're, you feel kind of like you're lower to the ground. Um, so you've got the stability of that versus some of the shoes where the heel is elevated a lot. So that's another feature I like about the Pytho 6s is um, there's not too much lift to the heel. And so then I feel like I'm better able to uh, adjust to whatever terrain is coming around the next corner.
0: Okay, so what about – are we wearing our short-sleeve merino wool shirts now at 15 degrees?
1: Maybe underneath.
0: Okay. I it's might, It's base base. Yeah? <laughs> That's oh. the base base? Okay. <laughs> How base many base. layers are we base, talking base, about base. at 15?
4: I think – Not fi- base. I think at 15 you can go to three if you're smart, if you have the right stuff, but you do like a base. Everybody agree? Mm-hmm. I think everybody here would wear three. So the first base is wicking. The medium base t- is the air trapper base where it traps in the warm air – Um, and then the outer shell is for the wind. And if you can get a good wind stopper, it's
3: weird, but the wind stopper that kind of blocks the wind, but it's not like old plastic. It's Mm. still breathable. I don't know. There's so many different technical sorts of materials out there now.
4: I think if you want to know good places to go are the run shops and more, even better than that are the ski shops. The skiers know how to dress the winter. Mm. The runners Mm. now, people are running more in the winter. Now they're doing less treadmill. And with the, what I've seen now in the trend in the run shops is that they're buying ski wear. Mm. So they're buying Bjorn Dolly. They're buying the, the, what the skiers wear because the skiers will go out in every temperature. They are out in negative 20 degrees. Mm. Nothing stops them. And so a really good place are the ski shops in the run shops um, to learn how to
3: dress. Now, are you talking cross-country ski or downhill? Because you're the downhill ski family, Lisa.
4: Um, for Well, for like, like the ski shops, meaning like, Oh, I think cross country. It's a good point. Yeah, cross country,
0: cross country. Mm -hmm. So you really have to ask more questions than just going for a brand, like just saying, I buy Patagonia. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Because I feel like, you know, we see Patagonia everywhere and everyone seems to be wearing that as a brand. And it's a great brand. I just, you know, it can't be everything for everyone. For every activity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we really do need to be mm-hmm. asking questions about what this gear is actually for. And
4: I think ask telling them what temperature you want to focus on and whether you're in warm or hot or what you're going to be doing, you know, are you going to be standing on a hill or are you going to be hiking or running during intervals? Like
2: I have three different jackets for winter and they're just, it's based on, oh, they're hung up in my closet. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's based on temp and they're all different brands. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah.
4: It can be expensive. So hearing about this, it's kind yeah. of overwhelming. I think you should know that if you spend the, the money on it, that it could last. Many of us have items that will last decades. And it was literally
3: <laughs> true because Facebook
4: will remind me
3: of a photo from 15 years ago. It just came up of me at a cross-country ski lesson, which I still have the same mastered. clothes you were wearing that day. Uh, <laughs> some of them. And in one case, I'm like, where are those pants? I want them back. <laughs> and I had to steal them from a family member's closet who tried to take them. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have them on right, I right now. I Windstopper somebody... craft pants will last you 15 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are expensive. Yep. You could try them on But the 15
4: years, yep. And, and don't will, be afraid. i craft
3: that long, too. Mm-hmm. Women, if you're a little taller, go get the men's. Mm. Um, I, plus, a lot of places still have a little bit more in men's lines because... You know, right now there still are more men cross-country skiers. There are more men cyclists right now. So the stores might have more of that stuff. I can wear these same pants if I'm biking or doing my bad version of cross-country skiing or if I'm running.
0: Oh.
2: So it's the same pants. Only well, you were talking before this, too, that I my base layer for winter legs, I... It's Miranda wool. It's right? all but I've had those for over thirty years. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And so um, I feel like a slacker. Only fifteen. Well, but it's because I, my dad, and I used to do the Berkey together, mm-hmm. and so like back then we. And so it, it's and I understand. I'm like, I don't want to have to get new ones because they're expensive. But I've had them forever, and I truly still. They last. You know, They might not fit as well as they used to because I'm not as. I know I'm a little bit older and heavier than I was, but she's not heavy. But
0: <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> but
2: but it they've lasted. Mm-hmm. And so the investment's well worth it. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah. and you don't have to do it all at once either. Like yeah. say, okay, this winter I'm gonna do this piece and then, you know, if you can't invest in all of it at once.
3: But it's gonna be worth it to buy a good pair of the pants, especially because that's gonna be mm-hmm. that's gonna be mm-hmm. expensive. You could probably find different base layers someplace that, are, you know, on sale or something. But, you know, you got to put some money probably into your pants and you got to put money in your shoes.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are key. Yeah.
3: Yes. I'm nodding my head. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you had mentioned potentially buying like, um, men's version of something. Does that matter with fit? You know, like the, and I imagine with some things it matters, but with other things, you could really just gender, gender neutral. Some of this stuff is. Some of this stuff is gender neutral now yeah, anyway. Yeah. Most well, of it like is. The
1: Ice mm-hmm. Bugs, I've been known to buy mm-hmm. the men's um, because there weren't any of the women's left. The you Ice Bug makes women's model. shoes up to 10 and a half okay. or 11. Some come in women's 11,
4: but that's the top size. That's just the demand that they're seeing in Europe. But I find in the Midwest we have women with, on average, larger feet. And so then they have in Sweden. And Mm -hmm. you can go with the European sizing, too, which is kind of handy. And they do European sizing. Most European brands are unisex. So in the United States, the Americans like, this is a women's fit. This is a men's thing. Mm -hmm. In in Europe, it's usually they just go by European sizes, which is more accurate, by the way, than American Mm -hmm. sizes. And that's just something to know, too, that most European brands are unisex. They just change the label when it comes into the U.S.,
2: and I haven't noticed much I don't know that I've noticed any difference when I've had to buy a men's no, there's there's no no difference versus a woman's. There's I used not. to like it. Um, it's usually the color. Sometimes I, sometimes I sometimes <laughs> I just see the color that I like is a little better
3: than
4: the men's. It's almost yeah, they buy by yeah. color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But there is a big difference because now Wendy likes the Python six, which is a very minimalist, there's no Gore-Tex on it. Um, in the summer mm-hmm. it's quick drain, so it evaporates it evaporates quick, the moisture does from it too. But like Caroline you like arcus arcus which is the high cushion ice bug because
3: i like cushy
4: i have two daughters who live in california in the bay area
3: and so i kept a pair out there so i could go hike the trails but also run so it's about a mile and a half to get to this beautiful trail system on the hills of berkeley and it's perfect so i'd be on the pavement and then i'd be on the trails and these trails are steep and kind of scary and they've got signs about snakes and this and that you know we don't like snakes Anyway, so they're fabulous. they <laughs> not like Next, My daughter, because I leave them there because I go there a lot. My daughter took them to Maui, and that is one of the only things that she lost in the Maui fire, is a, an outfit, their rental car, and a set of ice bugs. Aww. And she texted me, Mom, I'm so sorry. The ice bugs burned up. Aww. Anyway, so that's kind of a crazy story. Yeah. But, yeah. Sh- sh- they've been to Hawaii. They've been to volcano trails, and they've been... Pretty much everywhere in Eden Prairie and Shanhassen
0: um, <laughs> especially within a mile of my house every day <laughs> okay how about the boundary waters how are they for you know you mentioned that they quick drain that kind of a thing mm-hmm. oh. would they be a useful shoe for people who are canoeing and you're getting out, you're walking through Muskeg, you're jumping yeah, on the trails. The, and for sure. Yeah. For sure.
4: The summer line, I mean, it depends on the season you're there. So if you're there yeah. in the summer for sure, because there are wet surfaces and, and, and mud yep. and you need traction and wet stones, I think of a lot of rocks. Yep. Um, actually, I would say Northern Minnesota is very similar to Sweden where ice bugs are, that, that's where ice bug is based. And so that's where they're thinking the think tank is. Mm-hmm. And so they're going for runs every day in the Jönsrud forest in Sweden and that's where they get their inspiration and that is very much like um, su- the Superior hiking trail. Okay, Very rocky, lots of granite um, and so it would translate well, the footwear would translate. They also have hiking shoes too so so yeah the summer brand um, isn't as popular here but it definitely is a fantastic shoe okay. with the RB9X rubber. Okay. Well, plus we have so many of those LRT trails around here with mm-hmm. the gravel and I it's just Yeah, limestone's super slippery. So it's, it's such a nice
3: feel to have the trail shoe on.
1: Yeah. Well, in the summer, Python six is such a lightweight shoe and I don't know what the the material is, but it's it's different. Like you it's, see through it. It's quick it. drain. It's yeah. quick drain yeah. and it's reinforced with fishing wire, which is interesting, but mm. yeah. So I can see that being mm. a shoe that you could Cross a creek in right. and use in all kinds of situations. Um,
3: so the other thing that's cool about the ice bugs is the different sorts of lacing. Lisa could probably talk more about it, but the ones with the where they don't have the laces and they have got the cool oh, the, the boa, boa system the, yeah the boa mm-hmm. system which is like ski boots and stuff that is amazing.
4: So Caroline is holding the Arcus. That's her favorite shoes. The Arcus comes studded or, on, or without studs and it's high cushion. Um, it, but it also has invisible Gore-Tex on it, so it's, the upper is really, like, knit, and, and it's soft, and it's also laced. So that, that is one option for summer or winter. Um, and then I know that Nicole likes the new run with the Boa lace system, so you want to mm-hmm. talk about
0: that, Nicole? Yeah,
2: I, um, my feet are kind of funny, but I, what I like about them is the toe of it is kind of roomy, but then I have a narrow foot, and so I like the Boa system because – where that, um, as you turn it, you it out first. I can get it fairly tight across the middle of my foot. That mm-hmm. tends to be fairly narrow, um, and then it's got a nice cushion on the, on the base. So hear that, everyone. That's yeah, such yeah. a cool. Yes, yes. That thing, I love that sound. The best about those is when you're done, you just pop it, and then I can slide them off really easy too. And um, but I do love the fit of that too, just because my my feet are more narrow in the middle of the arch, and I have a high arch, and so, but it gives me room in my toes, because especially when it's super cold out, you don't want your toes smashed. Um, That will only make them colder, so it's a great, and it's Gore-Tex, it's a warm, but even in the summer, like I wear those year-round, just studded or unstudded
0: um, for me. So I'm thinking of these as a plunger, and leaving the lake, and it can be icy and snowy, and your feet are freezing, you have your little booties on, Mm -hmm. and something to slip on really fast instead of big boots that just Mm -hmm. get really wet. Yep, yep. Something like this. your
4: Stavra boot, that Stavra boot is also a good one that you could put on, um, because it has a boa system. Um, The Stavra is a hiking boot with a boa, Uh and it's super insulated as well. So it's like the equivalent, it's the hike boot equivalent to the new run.
0: Yeah, because that's a solu- mm-hmm. I've been trying to figure out a solution for that, and mm-hmm. I don't know if other people have yeah. come up with a solution. Yeah. But this seems nice because nice. you could just uh, and you and don't then, even need to you don't even need to tighten it. Yes, yeah, you could just on. and then you could yeah. just walk back to your car while you're shivering yeah. and then go jump in yeah. the sauna. Yeah.
5: yeah, I actually have a pair of unstudded ones, and I use them as my runaround shoes for winter, like to the gym. Slip them on, go to the gym. Uh-huh. You come out of the gym, it's snowing, slip them on. Don't have to worry about falling. Yeah, run to the grocery
0: store. So I I love them for my run around. So the unstudded, the unstudded because yeah, the my rubber runaround. is still
4: the rubber is still great. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you see so many people at the gym coming in Birkenstocks or Crocs or something like that, mm-hmm. and you're slipping around afterwards. And mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and a lot
4: of run shoes in the winter to a lot of other brands aren't putting rubber on the bottom of their shoes. They're just having they have the exposed mid, midsole, and it's a way of cutting cost again mm-hmm. and so always look at the bottom of your shoe to see if there's real rubber on the bottom or not one other thing about buying a shoe with actual rubber on the outsole is that it's not going to wear down as fast it's going to last a lot longer there are brands that are just when they have a the midsole exposed they'll only last this sounds far but like running wise 200 miles which is not very much mm-hmm. you know uh, you know a spoke will last 400 or 500 miles so that's
0: how long a shoe should last.
4: Um, it, well, it all depends on the body weight of the person, mm. you know, a lot of different conditions. Right. But I would say, I personally, me, I get around 400, 500 miles out of each pair. But it's going to change. Because the midsole is going to break down, too, with the amount of weight is coming down on it. So everybody's going to wear it differently. The carbide studs do not wear out. Mm. So that's something to know. They're like nine times stronger than regular steel. So they do not wear out. Um, The midsole will break down sooner than that. But what you don't want is a pair of of shoes without rubber at all. Um, All of Icebug shoes comes with rubber on the outsole because they're just
2: well-made, so. Oh, my Icebugs have outlasted my other brands of, like,
0: summer, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. um, way longer. Cool. Yeah. What should we be doing with our shoes once they do wear out?
4: Oh, that's a great question. That's a really good question. There's a lot of places that recycle them and donate them. And so I would – local run shops, um, they bring them to Africa. They, br- they bring them to places. And so usually you should just check in with your local run or a cross-country ski shop, um, and they'll recycle them for you and get them on somebody else's feet. So
0: Okay. So we've gone 30, 15, zero. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Now- Let's talk some zero. Oh, sure. Well, so
2: – the other thing that I throw in that not everybody throws in is a, um, I call it my vest, but it's, what, what would be the correct it's, term? Well, it's, it's, a, it's an Osprey running vest. It's, an, it's a running vest, which actually is another layer of warmth, but I... Year round um, she wears this. I wear this year round, but I do, in the winter, it really is an extra layer of warmth, so I do count it in as my layering. Um whether it's summer or winter, but um, I do that because I have had type 1 diabetes for 45 plus years, um, and I've got some other health issues, so I, um, it's got great pockets, it's got uh, room to carry extra food, uh, test stuff, and it also is able to, um, I need to be careful that if we're running below zero temps, that my um, insulin pump doesn't get too cold Mm. and so it's got enough pockets that i can bring that up into that and then it keeps it um and i have started wearing this actually kind of maybe as well it's super cold it's probably my second or third layer Um, so then my insulin will also stay warm in it but um it i have always been amazed you know a few years ago i thought wow this is another layer of warmth so i do count that in um with that so but yeah so I I I carry more stuff than the average runner um because of health issues so
0: but you can still get out there with a health issue yep with proper gear as well yep yeah okay
2: and I that would also like I do have to be more care my circulation is not as great um so like mittens and what I'm wearing for socks and shoes and make a difference too because um, feet and hands tend to be, I'm in great health, but those are things I do pay more attention to, so. So what do you put on your hands and feet? Well, you know, you're kind of talking about I have I have three bins in my closet and it's, it's, truly <laughs> temp. um, and it kind of depends on the temperature for my hands. I have different, um, levels. Like when it gets below 15, I won't wear gloves anymore cause my hands, I like to be able to move them in the mittens to keep them warmer and move mm-hmm. them around. But up above that, I'll wear the stretchy gloves, um, that do with that. And I, I wear wool usually year round on my feet. And again, it depends on the thickness for the temperatures. That is one thing we talked about earlier that I can go from a run to a hike. I sometimes, like if we're hiking and it's really cold, I will add, either add or I'll I'll switch up my socks. Um, But I have the Pace 3 boot um, and that has been a game changer because I used to struggle with on the hikes, my feet getting cold and the Pace 3, they're ice bug boot it's an ice bug boot Mm -hmm. studded boot uh, for hiking and it is it's the warmest pair of shoes I've ever had and I I love them I mean they're great I can be outside for five hours walking and my Mm -hmm.
0: feet like in a small boot like that Mm -hmm. yeah really Yeah, it's not like a great big old no. Yeah, because that's often what we think of is you need a ginormous boot to keep your feet warm. And I
4: think I think that's probably accurate too, though, if you're standing still. Yeah. You know, you you either call them pack boots. Um, and so all of IceBook footwear is made for being active. It's not necessarily made for standing still on um, you know ice fishing.
2: Um, but yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's amazing. And I mean, I you know I have the big old Sorel's and I I choose these mm-hmm. over my Sorel's. I also have the boot. What's the one, Lisa? That the the wool on top. It's more of a those boot. are so cute. Oh, the Grove. The what? The Grove. The Grove. Which I I wore those this morning when I went out to shovel a little bit of snow we got last night. It has um,
4: merino wool insoles in them, mm-hmm. so they make merino wool insoles, which mm-hmm. adds a ton of insulation. It's, yeah. You want to actually make your footwear warmer? A really inexpensive way of doing that is by ba- buying a merino wool insole. It's thermodynamic. Your feet won't sweat, and you can just. I put that insole into any of your shoes, so you can just buy like if you think of the warmest boot like brands out there, you put a a wool insole in, and you will be warmer because most of Hmm. them do not put wool insoles into it, and that's something to look at when you're buying a boot. Yeah, is it coming with a wool insole? Mm -hmm. So, so there are some of Ice Bugs boots already have the wool insole in them, um, and some of them do not, but uh, that's not. It's not common to have wool insoles. And, and you can, could you buy those separately? You can buy them separately. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right. Are we still wearing the short sleeve shirt at zero? I'd like to wear just <laughs> underneath everything. No, someone, now you say. No, no. Well, Abby, Abby,
4: actually, why don't you talk, do you want to talk about what you wear at zero? Because I think you were something that's similar, but. Yeah,
5: I, well, I like a mock neck. <laughs> a mock neck? I like a mock neck, long, tight shirt. And what does it mean out of and what? Oh, gosh. On? I'll say. So you have a this, smart wool, I know. I have a smart wool, but I also have an Under Armour shirt from like high school that my mom bought. And so, that's like 20 years ago. And it was the original like Under Armour material. I don't know. I'm addicted to it. And mm-hmm. I do not want to let it up. And it, it is, it's is—it's probably time to let it go. But it is so warm. Um, so, well, that's I the like. Thing
2: about winter layers. Nobody can smell you.
5: Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you can't see what's underneath.
1: As far uh, as you know. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> But I agree with uh, Nicole on that vest too. Sometimes I will layer that vest over it just because that vest is so warm. Yet my arms still aren't sweating because the vest, you know, still breathable. And let's see what else do I layer? I have a like a running sweatshirt, but it's got a um, face cover built in that you can adjust and tighten so it comes over your ears. Do that one's kind of like. It's kind of like that. And it's got a oh, face mask okay. that yep. comes up. But it's a,
3: a, a hoodie that's actually a so, hoodie
5: type. I, yeah. Face mask actually
0: is built into, into the, the hoodie. hoodie. Okay. And then you
5: can adjust the back of it so it tightens up around your face. Nice. It is so nice. Okay. I wish. Yeah. I never thought I would like something like that. But yep. on zero degree days, and you can loosen it so you can breathe better. So it gives you yeah. options. It gives you options. So there's, it's versatile. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of brands that make that too. Yeah. And then I have an over jacket, one of those, like, running lightweight jackets as okay. well. It's actually a bike jacket, but I love that it has pockets. Mm-hmm. Bike mm-hmm. jackets are good with pockets.
2: But That's the yeah. thing, right? Like Lisa was kind of saying earlier, too, that good gear, you can cross. doesn't matter. It might be made yeah. for biking or for skiing or for, like, you can... It's about an outdoor It's generator. a bunch of different yeah. activities. I yeah. would agree with and that. And you
3: find the little thing that you like. I love the jackets that have a little breast pocket that you can stick your phone into.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: that's right there. It stays warm, and it doesn't bounce around, mm-hmm. and tons of stuff have that. So you find the one little thing that you like. Maybe you want pocket pockets. Maybe you don't like pockets. Just find the thing that you like, and you'll find the gear that has that.
4: I think the one, another thing that people don't think about, and, and this is something that's been important to me, um, and this is beyond footwear or even clothing is I like, um, a barrier cream on my face because being in the outdoors is really rough on your skin. You. And, you know, after being in skiing for decades, it's just, you can see people who have been out on the outside not wearing sunscreen. So that's something I wear sunscreen year round, um, because you're going to get that even in the, the in the winter. Um, and then also I, I personally like the product Warm Skin. Um, so a lot of mushers I know uh, wear it. I think that's where it came from. Actually, Anne Bancroft mm. invented it. And so it's a barrier cream, and you put it on your skin. And so people don't understand that lotions do for different things. Um, there's some lotions that go you know, into the dermis, but warm skin sits on top. And so it creates a barrier, and it keeps your skin actually warm, and it, it also reduces the damage that the wind and oh. elements are doing to your skin. So if you don't want to look like a skier wear warm skin (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) or look like a winter runner because it is rough on you. Yeah. (laughs) And and so those are things that um, warm skin is one of my can't do without. If I was on an island, a winter island, and I had one thing I wanted, warm skin would be definitely one of them. So that warm skin, by the way, that bottle, I don't even want to tell you how old it is. Like, oh last they long have new, time. they have new packaging well you don't need much I think uh, I don't even really like want a, I won't even admit to you how old it it's is it's not like a sunscreen that's gonna get up I don't use Vaseline because it breaks down some people use Vaseline It's probably better than nothing but warm skin is way better so um, but you'd need a barrier cream or your skin is gonna take a beating what about chap lips uh warm well, I use warm skin and then I yeah you can use some sort of barrier you know but definitely I want to put something on yeah. Zero degrees for sure you need that.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, I was wondering about neckwear. You had mm-hmm. mentioned the hoodie that has that built in. Mm-hmm. Do what do people wear around their necks? Gaiters. Gaiters. Okay. Yeah. Because you can do all kinds of stuff.
3: You can make it into hats.
4: But they get yeah. wet. They get wet. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I freeze. guess that once again I'm gonna push merino wool is the premium if you okay. want the best you buy a merino wool gator and it won't it will evaporate quick. If you buy one at an inexpensive box store, it's going to be wet and it's going to freeze and get crunchy yeah. on you. Yeah. So, it will last a long time. So, my my favorite wool brand, I just want to share, my favorite is is Woolpower. Um I like it because a it's just high-grade merino wool. They make all the base layers from running to standing still. So, there's a lot of options. It's a Swedish brand. Um, they made wool for the swedish military like 60 years ago and now it's very popular in europe Um, you can find it online but the other thing i like about it is i think when you're an outdoor enthusiast you should think beyond um, just the product you should think about who's making it you should think about how it's being made because you value the outdoors and so it's nice to see that there's a really big movement ice bug is obviously one of them um, that's looking at just sustainability and also how are people who make your outdoor gear how are they treated you know, what is it doing for the environment? And willpower cares very much about that. So, yeah, that's something that's important to me.
0: Yeah. Are there other brands? So Icebug is really focused on sustainability. Are there other brands that you would recommend? I mean, Patagonia is on? an obvious yeah, choice. Yeah,
4: You know, I, I think one clue is do they do a Black Friday sale? Patagonia shuts down for the mm, day, right? Okay. If they're doing a Black Friday sale, yeah. they're, they're about yeah. pushing product. Yeah. Icebug does Green Friday they um, donate 100% of the proceeds to a Swedish old growth forest, um, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. And so you can kind of get some clues about that. Um, but there's a lot of brands that are just really leveling up, like Ask Out Finn Nielsen, that are thinking about the environment and who's making it and making sure, you know, they're treated well. So. Yeah.
0: How about any sort of personal stories around, like, having the right gear and when it's, like, saved you or when you can really, like – Talk about a moment that you're ice. like, oh my, oh my God, God, I'm, I'm thinking so glad. I
5: think that the same. Do you thing. have,
0: you have a <laughs> We,
5: well,
3: we <laughs> let, a communal we'll story? to tell
4: about the ice. Well, I'll, I'll do the intro. So every Forest Femmes, every uh, February, we will not be doing it this year because Minnesota has been too warm and our lakes are not frozen over. Is that what you're thinking? That's right. Um Every February we run a Lake Minnetonka. They have roads plowed for the ice fishermen. Um, and so we do a, uh, uh, forest Femmes run, and you can see right through the lake, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
4: you know, it's about a foot th- you know, thick with ice, and you cannot go out on this lake without some type of traction cover. So you have to use ice bugs. So we leave um, from the lakes in Excelsior and go for a run, and I don't know if you want to take it from there, but um, it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, pretty. Yeah. yeah and I'm so looking at it so you know what right I would now. say one of the yeah. fun things about the right gear is, the right gear will take you places that you normally would never ever experience without it. Right. And so, like for us, it's running on an open lake. You can't walk on it with regular shoes. Or it's a mountain open. bike trails that are like mm-hmm. a loose track in the winter, and you would slip all over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the right gear will keep you comfortable and seeing things. You'll be also there won't be many people out there either. And
3: yeah. literally, the one year that we did it right at dusk, it's a gorgeous sun, gorgeous mm-hmm. sunset on the lake running out towards big islands, and the noise of our little yeah, carbide trucks.
1: Oh. But um, oh.
3: think of it. I mean, we literally, a group of us, ran across layer ice across the lake and back.
4: It's about 20 of us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody well, yeah. fell. Nobody slipped. Yeah. Every, I so can't every say year. we
3: all stayed super warm, but, you know, nobody froze
4: it was zero degrees. It, it was cold really. that was, day. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And a lake is not the greatest place to run if you're looking for protection from
2: the wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing that the right gear does for you is that you're going outside because you love the outdoors and you want to enjoy the nature or the whatever of it is. And with the right gear, you're able to focus on that versus I just want to get back inside. I'm cold or this or that. Like if you don't have the right gear and you're not comfortable, you're going to be thinking about not being comfortable versus enjoying the environment that you're in. Yeah.
0: Well, and I loved with you sharing this story, how everybody lit up. Like I saw all, you all sort of lit up in your eyes and you all knew the story that you wanted to share, like about this beautiful moment. Yeah. It's different. To yeah. Share. It's unique. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. fun thing
1: that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, running in the summer is grand, but running in the cold, being out there, you're like, oh, I am woman. Hear me roar. Yeah. So that you're like, yeah. and then you come in <laughs> and the here? endorphins are just pumping that much more having exercise on a really cold day. It's yeah. magical. I it mean, The is. places that we go are
4: magical with the snow coming down real slow and you're on a loose track and you see the river and you see the bald eagles and you're just in places that... There aren't a lot of people, and it's usually really close to the city. It's just yeah. a nice experience.
5: I actually prefer running in the winter. Yeah, I honest. do, too. Really? Yeah. I, I think I, we all do. Yeah. I don't come from a running background, but once I started getting out in nature and then seeing the winters, oh, my gosh. I am not a winter person, even though I grew up in Wisconsin and live here in Minnesota, but I, it made me love winter, like dressing for it and just seeing the beauty and – Running even in the morning when the sun rises and watching the sunrise with the, the ice on, you know, like the fields or the trees and just seeing the glimmer of it, I don't, it just makes life magical and great.
3: Well, and there's more room. I mean, sometimes the trails get pretty busy in the summer and the dogs and the kids on their bikes mm-hmm. and the yeah, strollers, electric bikes, <laughs> you know, all yeah, kinds serene. of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's not as many people out mm-hmm. and it's fun.
0: Well, and you all are experts providing not only like this expertise to listeners, but also a space and a time to gather with you to go out and enjoy this. So would you mind, you know, sharing with listeners like what Forest Femmes is and kind of what it means to each of you? We should let Lisa, our fearless leader, take the charge on this. So
4: we are a trail running group that goes year round. Uh, we are not about pace. We are about hearing laughter and chatter. Although we have different pace groups, we have six leaders. Willow is not with us right now, but she's uh, running a hundred k somewhere on the west coast. I think. <laughs> Leave it to Willow. And uh, so we, um, but we're not competitive. We're just about getting outside and, and moving. Um, and we I do it on Saturdays at 8 a.m. for one hour. Every month we pick one venue, and we will go there for three weeks, usually in a row. So then you learn how to drive there and. Organize your gear beforehand. Um, and we have six different pace groups, six different ladies, and we leave no one behind. Um, that's probably one of the most important things is that we we'll leave no one behind. So and we also provide the gear too. We I bring demo shoes, demo ice bug shoes to try. So you can try it before you buy and just get a sense of that. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys what else you want to share about it. What did I miss? Well, it's pretty fun because we meet people
3: from different areas of the Twin Cities. Because they'll drive down. We have a group that drives down from Blaine to wherever we are. Yeah, they drive mm-hmm. far. They drive far. And mm-hmm. then we sometimes go and check out other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been pretty fun, and just women, all different sorts of women that we've yeah. never met. We don't. What's the word for it? not a Men are allowed. Men are allowed. <laughs> men
4: are welcome. Yeah. We <clears> we have, <throat> we, have, <throat> we, we call them. Token. We have yeah. regular men that show up every week. Yeah. We just our focus is on women because there haven't always been a lot of women out on the trails and we've just discovered that women sometimes feel um, uncomfortable being on the trails by themselves, so.
0: To make a safe, supportive Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Well, and winter now too. I mean, I think this is key, you know, like, one, giving sort of this education and this background around gear. So now you have this, you can understand what you might need to go out and have this experience, but also now, you have a place to go and use mm-hmm. this knowledge mm-hmm. and meet up with you all mm-hmm. who are providing what sounds like a really magical winter experience mm-hmm. and we've had a lot of converts who at first said oh well I, you guys are not going to see us during the winter because yep. we're
3: not
4: going to run during the mm-hmm. winter well okay maybe maybe we're <laughs> going to try this they do they do we do we've converted a ton of people to I winter like, right? Oh, yeah we have that is definitely true wow
5: these shoes work. They I still are coming. They're still
4: coming it's are they still like January us? and they're showing up still. yeah. Sometimes, our fun time is winter.
5: Yeah, sometimes our biggest groups have been now in winter. Yeah, really they yes. haven't. Our, our ugly, ugly
4: sweater run. Yeah, yeah we yeah. do ugly sweater run around the holidays. Uh, we do uh, friendsgiving around Thanksgiving. And usually we have snow then, so we do a lot of holidays too. Mm -hmm. What was that? The Halloween costumes. Oh, we do a Halloween Mm -hmm. event as well. So yeah, as soon as the holidays kick off, we start celebrating (laughs) the holidays in our run too. So we trick it's trickery. We we like start out with the costumes, and people are like, well, they're kind of fun. And then the temperature sinks a little bit more, and we're doing Friendsgiving, and we're eating afterwards. We get a big long table, and you know, celebrate that together. Thanksgiving together, and they just keep on coming. So
2: what builds community?
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Which is what a lot of people are really looking for right mm-hmm. now. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what gets you out.
0: Yeah. Right? Definitely. I
1: mean, you definitely need the right attire, but you need people yeah. looking forward to seeing your yes. people mm-hmm. and them seeing you and I mean, that's what keeps me out there. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think I've met some of the coolest people and heard some of the coolest stories as we've been running. It, it's so awesome. And just being out in the beautiful
0: nature it just makes it so much better mm-hmm. I, yeah you can really I think deepen relationships for some reason out like on a trail mm-hmm. I don't
3: know what it is well, but we have so many trails like right within so the
5: yeah.
3: Twin Cities yeah. we're lucky it's amazing and people don't know about them
5: yeah they never don't know about mm-hmm.
3: we didn't know about a lot of them no. until we started yeah. adventuring and then Someone tells us about a new trail and we check it out. Mm-hmm. And then we find out, oh, there's a new trail two miles from my house. I didn't yeah. know about it. Right.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what else should we let listeners know mm-hmm. about?
3: Don't be afraid of the winter.
5: And don't be afraid to join us for a run. We're just 100. start.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, yeah. Just do it. What what an idea.
4: (laughs) And we have a hike group as well. So Nicole leads that. And uh, so we have all pieces. We get to talk more.
2: I think the hike group people know each other better than the
4: running. Yeah, so I say hikers. (laughs) In in Sweden, they say the hike group uh, takes in more impressions. Hmm. And that's of nature too. Mm -hmm. And I notice when I lead a hike group, I remember where I'm turning and where I'm going better than the run. Mm -hmm. And so if I really want to learn a trail very well, I hike. You gotta mm-hmm. slow down a little bit, yeah. and so we've got hike um, to walk um, to run, recover. We call it, or and then we have run. So,
5: and we also stop for photos. Yeah, I make everyone do group photos multiple times. So. Yeah,
4: <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah exactly. so Abby's our photographer. <laughs> yeah, and then when we t- we always stop take pictures of interesting mushrooms.
0: Oh. even in the winter
4: we find them so isn't that crazy yeah. we yeah. love yeah. taking pictures oh, of mushrooms nice. and so if you're not into that if you're super intense and you're looking to hit pace we're not your people <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> we don't care we don't care really okay. that you're going <laughs> to boston we'll we don't yet. care <laughs> <laughs> i mean we think it's really cool but we're not your group you yeah. just got to go somewhere else <laughs>
1: <laughs> well at one point, you had mentioned, you know, look for mushrooms. And so I was leading the run recovery group, and that became code for I need to walk. Like somebody would just make up, oh. <laughs> I see a mushroom, whether there was one there or not. And so was she's like, leading oh, the, She's we, leading the run group. She's leading the run group. We better yeah. look for <laughs> the mushrooms. So our walk built into the run group uh-huh. would be mushroom. Uh-huh. <laughs>
4: so she's leading the run recovery group, and right, mushroom
1: is
2: a- Yeah, yeah. But at least you hit code. on something too about pace, because most of us do also run for rate, like we're trained for races or we do a lot of racing. Mm-hmm. But that's the nice thing about Forest Fens is it's a chance just to take a break, take a notch yeah. back, and get out and enjoy it for the for the environment, the people that you're with more so than looking at your watch. Like I'm not on my pace. Like it's it's a nice. If you run five six days mm-hmm. a week, it's a nice break of a week yeah. just it's to, a fun run. you're still moving and yeah. doing and exercising oh it's,
0: it's
4: hard you're running skills but our, yeah. our focus is on being pre- in the present yep. our focus mm-hmm. isn't on the outcome yeah yep. it's not more mm-hmm. like we're looking but
3: to we're not watching a heart rate monitor okay am i know. in the right zone for the right and, amount of time okay have i done this long of an interval Yeah, no we're and not, we're not
1: quantity save those.
2: that for a different day but or, that's it's a nice change up Mm-hmm. So even if you are really into that, it's nice just to get out and do it just to be with people mm-hmm. and your surroundings. We enjoy yourself. We get people mm-hmm. who
4: have been like training hard because I think just mentally they get fatigued, yeah. focusing on whatever briefs they're on. And then we get them after the marathon to come and just get out there and kind of change their mindset a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Or even to come and join us for part of their long run.
3: Like, oh, oh yeah, That happens, happens too. Yeah. Yeah. Or we've yeah. done that. We're like, okay, well, we're going to do uh, – you know, I need to get two hours in today. Okay, it wouldn't be me, it would be Wendy. So she's gonna <laughs> run afterwards and do like a steady road run after the four spams. But say you want a certain amount of time on your feet, well, hey, come and have a really fun hour with us and sandwich it and get a longer run if you need it.
0: So this sounds like a great opportunity for anyone at any level, including mm-hmm. someone who just wants to get out and just start moving. Yes, like exactly. and especially That's what we're about. in the winter. Yeah. Like you want to move your body. You're not exactly sure how. This is a great group to just. You don't want to be alone. You want yeah. somebody who knows where the bathrooms are. That's me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Always. We know where all the bathrooms are in the state of Minnesota.
3: Indoor. <laughs> I'm just you. telling you
4: right now. Yes. You could give us a quiz, and we, I know every porta potty. We know them all, don't we?
3: We know which ones are open in the winter. We know. All, we? <laughs> we know <which laughs> you can sell that map. Somebody's already done that. I think. It's still- uh, it's got a silly app name for that okay
0: <laughs> that's a good app we'll put a link to that in, this, in these show notes for this okay my friends thank you thank you so delightful yeah, thank we'll see you, you on the trails yes indeed i know now i can't i'm feeling now january's past and now i, I am gonna come join you all yeah because it was to. fun that one time. yeah you have to yeah we'll, we
4: start up yeah. uh, again february 3rd is our next event um, Minneapolis Forest Femmes on Facebook will post the event. We post on Wednesdays, um, the next Saturday venue. So we wait to see what the portrayals are like before we make a decision. And Femmes is like Femme
0: Fatale. <laughs> <laughs> But without the high heels. Yeah, right. With the studs. It's got (laughs) studs, Yeah, that is actually a little bit more badass. (laughs) And sexy. (laughs) Once you hit a certain age, right? (laughs) We Do This For Fun is brought to you by Boreal, a catalyst for wellness transformation inspired by the beauty of the North. Boreal helps people find and align with nature to power individual health and wellness wellness coaching, plant-based and outdoor cooking classes, camping wellness retreats, and more. Learn more at boreal.com. That's B-O-R-E-A-L-L-E.com. It would mean so much to us if you would follow and subscribe to the We Do This For Fun show page on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's easy. Just hit the plus sign or click on follow. know many of you read reviews for outdoor gear to help make purchases for your outdoor adventures the more reviews the more likely you are to purchase or take a brand seriously it's like that with podcasts too we'd love for you to give us a five-star review and after you've done that just share a quick comment about what you like about we do this for fun please share our episodes help us make an impact because everyone deserves to have fun out there